do. He is our Major League Baseball insider, Mike Whitty. Welcome to the show, my friend. I had to have you on. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you have been one of my right hands here on this podcast, and we thank you so much because we would not be able to have this podcast without you as one of our buds. So before anything, I wanted to get that out of the way and say thank you on this episode number 50 for everything you've done for this podcast. Let us start with our boy, Albert Pujols. Yes, at the beginning of the season, we talked about it, and I said, I said he was going to get it more because I just wanted him to, but whatever. He has now reached the holy grail of 700, which is not reached by many hitters. Sir, what do you have to say about this amazing accomplishment and how quickly he was able to achieve it at his old, uh, I shouldn't say old, advanced age? (laughs) Hey, hey, hey now, hey now. Old. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wait a minute now. I'm floating around that same age as Pujols. I, th- I think I could take him in the 40, but um, probably not by a lot. Uh, it was pretty It's pretty wild watching this because, you know, come April, May time, it didn't look like he was going to hit five home runs a whole. I didn't even think he'd be able to make it to the All-Star break on a, on a roster. Wow. You know, I was worried about him getting DFA'd, and, and then he just – goes nuts once the weather heats up. So yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch. I'll tell you, honestly, I've had a, a lot more fun. You know, I had a lot more fun watching him go for 700 than I've had with the, with the judge thing. I, I think that that's, it's a more important record. I think it's, it's more important to watch. Mm. And it's been a lot of fun watching, watching the old man come out there and, and just hit some bombs. Yeah. It's definitely been my favorite story of the whole year. Uh, I know we're going to talk a little bit about Shohei, and what he's the amazing stuff he's done, but I've always loved Albert Pujols. Been a fan favorite of mine, and for him to reach 700, not that he wasn't already one of the best players of all time, but now this just solidifies it as you know one of the you know top top. I don't know where you would put him, but I definitely have him up there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, as far if you're talking just pure hitters, I mean, I yeah, think hitters, you, have right. him, yeah, yeah. you know, one of those top top 20 pure hitters. You know, when you mix power and you know, the ability to hit for average and the ability to hit to all fields. And, you know, when you're looking at just pure hitter, he's, he's definitely up there top 15-ish. Yeah, I great, definitely agree. Great hitter. I definitely agree. I'd have to think more about it, but I agree. Definitely in the top, like you said, top 15, top 20. That being said, how about a younger pool host, but one that is much more athletic and is like 6'6", because for some reason they now make these people 6'6", like this shortstop O'Neal Cruz. Anyways, Aaron Judge, my friend, he has now – Caught Roger Maris. He is uh, at, tied with him now, currently at 61. But, and I wanted to ask you about what's your prediction on how many home runs he hit against your Orioles, but <laughs> who they yeah. play this weekend. What do you say about Aaron Judge and the magical season he's wow. having? I feel like he's hit half these home runs against Baltimore. So, painful <laughs> to watch. And now we're gonna, I'm probably going to have to watch him, you know, break this American League record in Baltimore, just like we watched. You know, Jeter get three thousand and oh, Jeter wow. walk off on on his last uh, in his last game. Just it seems like all these Yankees records come at the you know at the hands of my my poor Baltimore Orioles. But <laughs> yeah, it you know it's it's been it's been fun to watch. I, I I haven't tuned into it like I was with Pujols, you know, every at bat. But but it's it's been cool. You know, I I I still remember. Um, you know, this is probably six or seven years ago. Me and my kids went to a AAA game. Uh, we went to a whole series down here in, in Virginia for a weekend, 
And, you know, I, I'd never heard of Aaron Judge, really. I, we just sat down and we went, what is that thing in right field? <laughs> there was this monster out there. Right. And Omar, I, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you this. I don't think I watched him touch a ball the entire series. I think he swung and missed at every single pitch that was thrown to him. Wow. It was incredible. And then he gets called up and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch this guy strike out all day in, in, in the major. <laughs> Here we are again with one of my brilliant predictions. Don't! Don't! And here he is, 61 home runs later. 130 RBIs, yeah. just About to get a $500 million deal because the Yankees were stupid not to sign him before the season. Yeah, someone's, someone's going to pay him somewhere. It's probably going to have to be them, you know. How would you feel about that? Like, you decided not to pay him before the season, and now you have to pay him almost double. You know, as long as you keep them, I don't think they're going to care. They're they're the Yankees. They got they can that's, that's they can pay them. They just didn't want to. Well, I, but yeah, I say that, but you know, I don't know what they're asking for. What his team's asking for? It they ask, they're the Yankees. They're though, right. asking for forty five million a year. It's it's a tough sell. I don't care who you are to, to pay a you know a right fielder or center fielder forty five million dollars a year when they're over over thirty. You know, if they're telling you that you have to give them eight years, I, I don't know what the what that contract looks like. The, the back end of that thing could look awful if um, if that's the case, but someone's going to pay him. So yeah, It definitely could, but now someone has to pay him that money. <laughs> Somebody is going to pay him that money. I agree, and it's probably going to be either the Yankees or the Mets, and you're right. I think they need to start front-loading these contracts instead of this whole back-loaded deal where the yeah. contracts look horribly bloated and inflated yeah. at the end. Those, those Miguel Cabrera contracts for those last three or four years, they were just crippling to that team. Exactly. Well, before we move on, I must ask you the controversial co- uh, uh, side of the story. We all have our our opinions on what the real home run record is. Uh, I know how you feel about the Hall of Fame, so I assume I know how you feel about this. Oh, yeah. What is yeah. the home run record? Barry Bonds has a home run record. It, okay. it, if you go to the Hall of Fame, that's what it says. If you go to Major League Baseball's website, that's what it says. And you know what? My eyes watched 73 baseballs go out of a stadium. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think it's childish for people to say anything otherwise. It doesn't make any sense. It's you Just because you don't agree with something and you don't like the outcome of it doesn't mean that you can just say, you know, no, that's not my record. It's, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. They, that's what the record is. Put 73 balls over the wall and, um, and, and that's what it is. Yeah, and I mean, it's mostly the older generation, as we would assume that because, yeah. you know, they're trying to protect the history of baseball. But my uh, the common argument that I, I, I feel best sums up everything is not only was Barry Bonds, may, uh, you know, in the steroid era, he was also batting against pitchers who were also on stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. Also, um, past eras. Have used things like amphetamines, greenies, so on and so forth. Hey, what happened? Toasty! Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and regardless, you know, of if, 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 I mean, of course, everyone knows he was, he was on steroids, but he never, he never popped a MLB test. It's different. I look at what he did differently than what I look at with like A-Rod and, and guys like, uh, Rafael Palmero. Uh, I look at him different because, he never failed the test. He followed he followed the rules that they had put in front of him and he passed all of them. Uh, you know, it doesn't it we doesn't mention the shady Balco factory that was backing him, but yeah, I, mean, I got you. <laughs> but but Balco records don't get people suspended. I That's mean true. 
No, you're you know, right. It's, it's wild to me. He, he followed the rules that were put forth. He didn't get caught. Um, so uh, he stayed within the guidelines. You're not supposed to do steroids. He didn't do what they had on their list. He was he was taking that other stuff. He was taking that <laughs> at the time, you know. So, um, hey. Hey, what happened? Pussy! The record's 73. People just have to deal with it. It's it's just like, to me, it's the same thing as people complaining about, you know, uh, a presidential candidate that wins or loses with the, the not my president deal and all that. It, it sounds just equally as as immature to me. As immature and buffoonish. Understood. Don't! And that's a great segue. Uh, Yeah, you were right. These topics just flowed into each other. Great segue from uh, steroid era to Fernando Tatis taking the performance-enhancing substance Costabal and being suspended for 80 games, including the playoffs and some of next year. A huge blow to his team who had... World Series aspirations after just trading for Soto days before. Yeah. I know I know this was a while ago, but we never had a chance to talk about it. My friend, your, your thoughts on that story? Yeah, it, it. I look at it and the only word that I can think of is it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why he was doing that stuff. If he did it on purpose, if he didn't do it on purpose, I only care. But he got caught doing it and it kind of stinks to think that this guy who's just a kid <laughs> – it's like no chance yeah. to be in the Hall of Fame now. Um, well, you know, when I say that, but who knows what, you know, what, what it's going to look like by the time he retires and, and then there's five years later. You know, I, I think there's going to be weird cases that come up, you know, where people have pop tests. I think of guys like Nelson Cruz when he comes up. I, you know, I think when when it comes time for him, him to get in the Hall, there are going to be some people that are going to vote for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he – definitely failed a steroid test um so who knows um it's unfortunate he'll be back he's got plenty of time the team's still winning without him like they were last year um still gonna be a dangerous team next year you just you hope whatever he did why ever he did it he learned a lesson and you know i don't i don't think guys like that really care too much about the hall of fame at 22 or however old he is right now um let the cards fall and They'll, they'll pick up the pieces. They'll be all right. Yeah, he'll he'll be back. They're going to be awesome next year. Their, their season may, may be out this year, but, I mean, the Dodgers had the best team in their division anyways and, and in the conference or the uh, whatever. Anyways, um, yeah, I agree. He made a mistake. We all do. Uh, he needs forgiveness. He'll be back. He's going to have a great career, and that's the thing. If he has so long ahead of him, if he does have a really great career, like you said, a lot of people are just going to say forget it and just you know vote for him anyways or even just forget it. Um, it's not like an older career, uh, you know, steroid using like Robinson Cano or something like that, which would completely eliminate you. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's such a weird, um, there's certain things about, about baseball and the just the, the difference between it and like the, the regular world, regular jobs that people work that, that blow my mind kind of like this. Like, can you imagine anyone being in any profession and being 22 and getting arrested for something at 22? And then it puts a cap on what you can what you can do professionally for the rest of your life. Yeah, I, I, and I, I always think about you know I use this in air quotes like baseball players days off. Like, can you imagine if your boss said, "Hey, uh, Omar, um, why don't you take Friday off? But I'm gonna need you to get up. I'm gonna need you to shower, shave, get dressed, get your coffee. Go ahead and come on into the office anyway. Um, need you to check your inbox in the morning." 
But then when we're all working, I just want you to sit there. <laughs> and then when everyone leaves at five o'clock, you can leave too. And that's a day off. Okay. You cool with that? Like right. that's how baseball day, days off work. It's, it's, it's really funny to think about what a strange kind of world that has to be to live in. I agree. I agree. And it is, uh, the, the rules, the rules are, are there and the rules are heavily enforced, but they are what they are. And if you can't take a banned substance on the list, you can't take it. And we all make mistakes. And I am the first one to have made mistakes and know that if I were held back by those, I would be in much more trouble than Fernando Tatis. So <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> we will just say we wish him the best and we know yeah. he has a big future ahead of him. That being said, let's move right. to the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Let's roll yeah. into the finishing of, uh, we won't get into my, my, my problem. What you, what you doing, Daniel, baby? Dan, Daniel, baby, what no, oh, Daniel, baby, what is you doing, Daniel, baby? No, what is you doing? Damn, baby. Damn, two lines, baby. Oh, my God. We'll roll into the finishing of our baseball conversation, my friend. Give us your um, World Series Cy Young and uh, MVP predictions, please. You know, it's – when I look at the the playoff teams, it, you know, the, it really still – Houston and, and the Dodgers are sticking out. I know it's kind of cheesy to just pick the – the two teams that have the best records, but all the teams that I've watched this year, those are the two that really stand out as the, as the two best teams that I saw two most complete teams. I'm telling you, I know I've been saying it the whole year and you know, they might be sliding in as a wild card team, but Toronto is a dangerous, dangerous team. Mm -hmm. And, and people are going to be kind of letting them slide in, but that team can mash. They can, they can put up 10 runs in the blink of an eye. It really is incredible that lineup from top to bottom even their bench um you know I, I don't know if their lineup's as good as houston's lineup top to bottom including bench but they can absolutely mash the ball and um you know in the playoffs if if you can mash and and you can hit for you know hit for average and, and get guys over and you know have a couple front end starters that are that can that can give you some good innings they've got a chance but you know i still think it's going to be tough for anybody to beat houston or the dodgers um and having seen Houston a little bit more than the Dodgers, I think they're probably the team that, you know, if I was going to Vegas, I'd want to, I'd want to put some chips down on. Well, all right. There you go, folks. You heard it here first. Our MRB Insider has the Houston Astros over the Los Angeles Dodgers in the World Series. My friend, now on to our Cy Young and MVP debates. Uh, do you have anybody in the Cy Young uh, in specific you want to talk about? And then I want to get into the Aaron Judge versus Shohei. Yeah, I, I think it, it, it's it's always weird when you're looking at teams that aren't good or players that are great when you're mm. looking at words like this. Mm -hmm. But I, I can't look at Sandy Alcantara for the woo, for the Marlins and just yeah. he's so much better than every other pitcher in either league. It, mm. It's not even close, and it's not just because how hard he throws. It's it's him going out there. Throwing seven, eight innings every single game. The amount of quality starts he put under his belt is yep. ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, the stuff is great. His team is really bad. Mm -hmm. His defense is not helping him out. Um, and he's still able to go out there and just blow guys away all day. I, I think it'll be tough. You know, if I had to vote, he's the guy that I would vote for in the National League, even though the team's not very good. Um, but, you know, and in the American League, I think you're probably looking at Justin Verlander again. Um, it's it's probably a little bit closer than than people want to uh, 
want to give credit for. Um, but yeah, I think I think Verlander is going to get it. What a great story coming back from from Tommy John at that age. You know, amazing. He wow, he didn't need to come back. You know, he's 38, 39 years old, Hall of Famer already before hundreds of millions of dollars. He could have, you know, got on a horse and rode out into the sunset. Nobody would have thought a thing about it. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he definitely would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. First ballot. Um, you got an ERA under two. It's it's bananas what he's able to do. So, um, I think Alcantara and Verlander are probably your your picks. Um, Very, and yeah, Alcantara is that old school pitcher quality starts. I love it. What yeah. about your NL uh, NL MVP? Um, when you're looking at the National League, you know, I love I love when two guys play on the same team and they're, mm. they're like the top two. So you could take a coin for Arenado and, and Goldschmidt and flip yeah. it. And usually, I always like to say, okay, if the numbers are close, I'm just going to pick the guy who's the better defender. Uh, huh? What do you do? You can't do that here mm. um, because you you got two of the probably the all time best gloves at that position at know? their positions. Yeah, yeah, you know, ever so. Um, but I, if I if I had to pick gun to my head, I'd probably say Goldschmidt. Um, mm. And it's there's there's not a particular reason. His numbers are a little bit better. Not that much better, maybe not even enough to justify the glove that Arnado gives you. Um, but flip a coin. If you if you ask me in ten minutes, I'll tell you Arnado. I mean, he's closer to the triple crown, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, which which segues us to the biggest decision that voters will have this off season: the AL MVP. You have Aaron Judge with the historic home run record, or well, Yankee record which will be after the series with the Orioles versus Shohei, the most amazing thing we've seen in forever, uh, who is even having a better season than his last year MVP season. Sir, what is your vote? Not even close. It's Shohei. Wow. I guarantee you, if you ask Brian Cashman, the day after the season ends, you say, hey, uh, the Angels want to trade you Shohei for Aaron Judge. What are you going to do? He'll, he'll, He'll buy the – he'll put Aaron Judge, he'll walk him to the – to the the private jet and, and personally pack his bags for him and put him on the on the plane. Um, it, Aaron Judge has had a all time season, all time 130 RBI, 61, 61 home runs. I'm not just saying this because I, you know, I'm not a Yankees fan. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron Judge is great, 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 great. One of the best seasons we've seen of someone not on steroids. Um, but man, when you look at what Otani does, just just on the mound. I mean, he's probably the fourth or fifth best pitcher in the American League. Yep, by statistics. He and, then, and then to turn around and hit, what, 35 home runs or whatever. He's, he's got as many home runs as Paul Goldschmidt just about. So, mm. um, I mean, I, it, to me, it's not even close, right? He he could he was close to leading the league in strikeouts on both sides. Say what? On the, on the mound, <laughs> he was, he was going to lead the league in strikeouts, and then he was going to come out and, and just mash the ball. I, there's there's really no there's really no decision to me. He looks to me like the Michael Jordan of baseball. You know, Jordan should have won the MVP every single year he was in the league. There was yeah. never a year where he was not the best player. Right. Period. I saw it. I watched it. Everyone knew it. Um, so – I think I think that's what this guy is. I think he's if he keeps doing this every year, I think he's just got to win every year. It, it, it's really not that hard to me. 
I, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from, and I agree. Like, he's something we've never seen before. He is that Michael Jordan. He was, you know, Trout before he came along when Trout was supposed to win it every year. Um, but we know that's not how it happens. Yeah. And so we know that since he is going to win more in the future, as long, uh, you know, God forbid anything happened to him, now hopefully he stays healthy. Um, uh, since he will win more in the future, that's why I would, and I think others will, vote judge because he does have the uh, this Yankee home run record, which to some older voters is the home run record, plus going after the Triple Crown, uh, plus Otani having it last year and most likely going to have it in the future. I know that's not how we're supposed to vote, but yeah. me and a lot of other people would vote that way. These these AL and NL records are just weird. Like we play, you play a what a thirty or games against the other league. Why why do we care about American League records? It's it's very strange to me. Yeah, they, they they are skewed for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's just a a weird deal now. <laughs> uh, we don't need AL records and NL records anymore. Yeah, uh, we just need overall records. Yeah, yeah. I agree with message. And finally, since I did not get my laptop back till just now, the World Series is starting. So, that being said, let me give you an update on the World Series. Talk about the biggest storylines for the World Series. We have Dusty Baker, can he win his first ring? Justin Verlander, can he get off the hump and get his first World Series win? He's 0-6 with a 5.8 ERA in World Series games. He's going to start two this time around, so we'll see what happens there. I'm predicting him to go 1-1. And then finally, Bryce Harper. Can he be the player he was destined to be, the Hall of Famer that carries his team to a title since he was not there when the Nationals won? Do the Astros go undefeated? I can't see that in the World Series, but the Phillies' momentum could have been slowed down. There was a four-game rest in between the the, um, League Championship Series and the World Series, which, by the way, may I point out, was one of the dumbest, stupidest, idiotic decisions Major League Baseball could have ever made. Why would you wait till Friday to start the World Series and then play Saturday and now you're fighting up against the weekend and football when you could have just started Wednesday or even Thursday and had not much competition in the way of TV and eyes. If you want to grow the game, one of the ways to do that is to play on days when no other sports are happening, or at least minimum, right? Jeez Louise, what is wrong with y'all? Hey, what happened? Toasty! So, my prediction in, by the way, I should mention what is, I guess, the second worst matchup that I can think of this year that I really didn't want to see, aside from what would be the Skankies versus the Atlanta baseball team, since I hate those two teams more. But if you were going to give me two other teams I hated, it would be these Houston cheating Astros and the bum-ass Phillies. You suck, you jackass. That being said, my prediction of Houston in six. Club bangers. Club bangers. So, again, you know, these are the major storylines. What are your thoughts on the World Series, your predictions, my friend? Give me everything. Yeah, good good points there, Omar. And, you know, I am definitely someone that understands my biases. So my, you know, the number one thing I'm watching for in this World Series is to to try to see if my guy Trey Mancini can get a can get a World Series ring, kind of put the, the cherry on the top of that incredible story. Um, he deserves it, if anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know he hasn't had the easiest time this year or, or you know, adjusted 
as well as others would have liked him to to the move. But um, you know, I, I think it'd be the the feel good story. I think it's something that kind of the whole country would be able to get behind and kind of take the the rust and the the dullness off that Astros team. I, you know, the, they're never going to be able to get over the the cheating scandal from a couple of years ago. But I, I think something like this would go a long way to to kind of help them if if you know the country had a reason to to root for them. You know, and that and the Dusty Baker thing. You know, I, I really want to see him get a ring. It still. To this day, I, I cannot understand how the O2 Angels won that World Series and beat that Giants team. It, it's it's absolutely crazy to me that David Eckstein, of all people, <laughs> was able to, <laughs> to to lead a team to a World Series and beat Barry Bonds and and those you know that behemoth Giants team. So those are the you yeah. know the two big things that I'm looking for are, are mostly the Dusty Baker deal and the uh, and the Trey Mancini thing. I don't think Dusty needs the World Series win to um, to kind of justify a, a Hall of Fame managerial career, but it is it's so crazy to, to think all those all these wins he's had. He's never won a World Series. It, it really is baffling. Say what? It's definitely mind blowing. Um, you're completely right. I mean, I I can't I couldn't believe that. I didn't know until I heard that yeah. stat the other day, and I was like, wait, he's never won. And you're right. I was thinking about the Giants teams where they were really really good, and I forgot that he was the manager of the Nationals and basically coached up that National team to be the the championships the next year when they went after he left. Yeah, he left, and then Harper left. And then they and then they ended up winning. <laughs> kind of crazy. Yeah. So I agree. I, I think I really want him to get his ring. Uh, you know, I don't really care too much for Harper and the Phillies, but being a Mets fan, that's classic. What are your predictions coming on on this? Club bangers. Club bangers. Uh, I, I like Astros in five. I think the you know, at the end of the day that that Astros team. It's you know we've been saying it all year. They're, they're the they're the best looking team top to bottom. You know, I, I know all year I was blowing the horn for the Blue Jays. I thought that they'd get it together at some point in time and figure out how to pitch or go get some some bullpen help in the you know, at the trade deadline, which they they tried to do but failed miserably. But um yeah, I think they're just the, the most complete team top to bottom. They can they can pitch, they got a great bullpen, tons of arms in there, just uh it seems there's a you know, just like a stable of these horses just flowing out of there that are just throwing a hundred over and over and over again. Um, they can hit for average, they can hit for power. And, you know, they're doing all this without Michael Brantley. That team is so deep. They can just pull these guys off the bench that, you know, just incredible that the depth and the, the way that they built that team, they, you know, they really have built a team that can compete for a long time and um, is very deep at all positions. You, you hit it right on the head, friend. It's so true because I, I was looking at their, their roster and just all the homegrown talent they have. They only have a few stars that they've actually paid, you know, a, a quite a bit of money for, you know, but they, yeah. Altuve was homegrown. Depth is just amazing. They're just the most complete beast of a team, like you said. The funny part about it is when I was looking at both rosters, the Phillies – have a similar roster in the Braves too to the Astros with the homegrown child, a couple of few stars, good managers, good pitching, things like that. So as much as as we as as I agree with you, the Astros are a better team. I think the Phillies are kind of like a uh, like a like a minor league kind of bunch version of them. Yeah, I I don't know if you you had the opportunity to read that book that came out a couple of years ago, Astro Ball, about how that team was built and you know from the bottom up with Michael Elias and no. Uh, and, and Sigma Tau and man, it was, it's really interesting how they did it. And, 
you know, the chances they took bucked the system in a lot of ways. There were already teams using analytics, but the way that they really, I mean, they really revolutionized the way that players are scouted and the way that players are paid and the financial side of the game and um, kind of finding the value in, you know, identifying players and then coaching the players up. Um, so when you see the team that's built this way with all these arms and, um, and then you kind of see the history of how they got here and how all those players and they go through them like one by one by one and talk about, you know, Bregman and Correa and how they got all those guys in the beginning and Altuve and, um, you know, McCullers and, and all these guys. It really is an interesting read. You should give it a, ch- a you know, give it a, a read if you get a chance. It's a short book, but it's really good. No, I'm definitely going to check that out. Astro Ball, for sure. I love reading, so I'll definitely check that out. Word. Well, you got the Astros in five. I got them in six. Club bangers. Club bangers. That is it for our baseball coverage. We will enjoy the World Series, and we will be back with more baseball coverage in season six, probably episode 52 or 53 uh, in 2023. That being said, we do have a bonus topic. Mr. Weeby wanted to discuss some professional wrestling, the hottest topic in the professional wrestling right world right now, the CM Punk versus Elite Colt Cabana controversy. I will lay out and let you go in, my friend. I, I was going to ask you what your opinion on that was first. Okay. Uh, my opinion, in short, is if that man was um, helping this man out that whole time, don't bite the hand that feeds you. That's my, that's my first thing for Cabana. Second, um, while I love hearing dirty laundry and I love pettiness, Punk probably should have kept that a little bit more in-house. That being said, even though he didn't, you don't just run up in his locker room trying to start a fight. Those are my things about it. I think that they all should have been suspended. I think they should be brought back to work together at an angle in it. Um, but I'm hearing some people could be fired, So, uh, but that's how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of similar to how I feel about it. Uh, you know, First off, the airing that laundry out talking about his mom and stuff that's weird that's mm-hmm. 40 years old don't do that that's kind of gross um he went but, low he went low yeah yeah it's just no one cared about that you know nobody yeah, it's weird <laughs> there, there's some some long-term bad blood there you can tell that's just never going away I, mm-hmm. if that was me i wouldn't i would understand why um but it, the fight thing to me was very strange because Everyone that I talked to was like, oh, well, they got to fire Punk. And that made no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. He is an employee of a company. And the vice presidents of the company <laughs> walk into his office and they all get into a fight. Right. I don't care who you are. If you're an employee of any company. I'm just thinking about that as a regular employee. And, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and somebody that's a vice president of the company two, three, four of them, because if this were to go to court, do you think anyone cares what kind of company this is or back in the territories, this guy punched this guy in the dick? <laughs> and no one, no, he's, <laughs> no, no one cares, okay? You're an employee of a company and three senior vice presidents of the company walk in. doesn't matter what you said or how you said it. Right. They walk in and start fighting you. <laughs> I mean, it's bananas. <laughs> he, it doesn't. It doesn't matter what he said or what he did. He should have been either fired right then before that. Um, 
there are a thousand things they could have done. Depend, you know, I wasn't in the room when it happened, of course, but I have a feeling that this is, you know, you can't fire him because if this is going to go to court or they're going to try to try to not pay him for some reason and all this stuff came out in court, man, can you imagine, can you imagine every law that was broken, every corporate law that was broken, every workplace law that was broken that day, that afternoon? CM Punk would then be the new vice president. <laughs> or, or he would own the damn company. Or own the company, right. Yeah, the doors would shut. Oh my, this purse is so big and heavy. Hold it right there, man. I'll be taking that. Ah! So, yeah, what he did was wrong, but in the same right, I don't think you can fire him. I think you can give him a lot of money and ask him to go away, but I certainly don't think you can fire him. And if I was in his place, and all the, the senior vice presidents and all these guys were working behind my back and going into business for themselves on national TV, mm. you know, when when it's because of you that, you know, they're getting these million dollar buys and it, it's crazy to be working that hard at that age and to have these kids and senior management of your company, like working behind your back. Let's get this straight now. All I have in this world is my balls and my word, and I don't break them for no one. Do you understand? It, you know, right? Oof, oof. This could this could end very bad. Yeah, it, it could end very bad. It is probably going to end very bad. Uh, uh-huh. As what what I'm hearing right now is obviously Khan doesn't want to fire Punk, but at the same time, Punk's contract runs out. I believe it's next month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they could just pay him to sit on the sidelines. For, actually, I think it's like three to six months. They could just pay him to sit on the sidelines for a little bit. Yeah, it's um, going to take a little bit more than that. But then Punk isn't going back to the WWF. So then, you know, the WWF is our, WWE is already looking at Omega, has already put in inquiries for Omega. So could they just go then and poach Omega and the Bucks and, you know, just say fuck it. And then now you have Punk at AEW and the Bucks over there. Because I don't think he's going to fire the Bucks either. Do, do you think the they would want that? I don't honestly. I, I don't I've had this argument with people, and I, I don't, don't think they. I don't think they'd fit in. I don't think that doesn't fit over there. I think they would bring him the same way they brought the Good Brothers over when they brought AJ Styles. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't make a. They don't fit there. Exactly, they would be there for a little bit, and then they'd be let go, just like the Good Brothers were. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I don't think it would work, but I think they would give it a shot because I think Triple H, you know, thinks he has the golden touch. Also. Um, Cody's there, so maybe he could pull some strings. That being said, I don't does think he want to pull those strings. Does he want to pull those strings? Yeah, right. <laughs> Did he leave uh, because of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you never know. You want to make you want to make money. You can make a lot of money off of that storyline in WWE. I'll tell you That's that. That's true. But I think they can make the money without him. Uh, I agree, we'll- and I I think they should make the money with the angle. I think they should bring everybody back and just turn this into an angle. Honestly, yeah. If if they can trust each other to. Uh- to not drop each other on their heads. And that's the thing. But then can yeah. you fire your EVPs? I don't yeah. even know. If, can you do that? I don't even know. Yeah, that's, you know, I get in a fight with my boss at work. I don't have to worry about him paralyzing me the next that's time a, I see him. That's it. a so. good point, though. That is a really, <laughs> really good point. With all six stones, I could simply snap my fingers. They would all cease to exist. I call that mercy. Thank you so much for coming on. We would not have made it without you. An MLB insider, Mike. Weeby, go ahead, sign off, and thank you hey, again. Hey, I just want to say thanks so much. Congratulations on episode 50. The break's going to be no fun for us, but but we'll see you back in 2023, man. Oh, yeah. Baby, baby.
Let's stop the redhead potato bread. Shut that redhead up. It's time for Clubberty to jump in with some boxing stuff. Yeah, I jumped in this conversation. I don't give a brook, but we can hush it, okay? This is your main man, Clubberty, always in the place to be. And I do what I do to interrupt Mr. Weeby. Bars, I tell you. Now listen, that's called motherfucking bars. You know nothing about that. Anyways. Canelo just beat Triple G, okay? It was a third match, and I was wrong, okay? Say what? 